Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career, adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, in order to help other women with their motherhood journey or their work-life balance journey so they can let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of One of a Kind You. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to have you here. And just to give you a little bit of background about this podcast, I share a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and then I share what I wish I would have known then. And so without further ado, let's dive right in. So this journal entry is from January 15th of 2016, and I write, Yesterday afternoon did not go so well with getting Casey dressed. I completely lost it again. I didn't kick the wall, but I did go into my room and scream. These fits of rage are crazy, and I don't know where they come from. I guess it has something to do with my inner child and my unresolved issues. Whatever the cause, I don't like it. I feel awful about myself when the episode is over, and I hate that it upsets Casey. When I went to see a friend, she and I were talking, and she said she asked the doctor to put her on anxiety meds. I was shocked because she seemed so easygoing and calm. It is reassuring to know that I'm not the only person with struggles because it often feels that way. Oh, and the other thing that I don't like about the rage is that Franklin, our dog, is now hiding in the crate every time Casey or I elevate the volume of our voices, even just slightly. I don't want the cycle of craziness to continue or impact my family any longer. So last night after Girl Scouts, we went for ice cream. It was just what I needed, an opportunity for adult conversation and getting out of the house. Surprisingly, the girls were really good getting ready for bed when we got home, considering I had to do it alone. It was a long day, and we were later than usual. I'm trying really hard to be the best person I can be in all aspects of my life. The trouble is I don't really know much about how to accomplish this in a healthy, functional way. And that is where the journal entry ends. So... I realize now, um, as I read that, that yes, the fits of rage, uh, really did have to do with my inner child and the unresolved issues. And I don't know if I've shared recently, but I am still on my personal growth journey and now I'm doing more spiritual work. Um, working with a Reiki, um, master and an intuitive energy healer and going for regular sessions to have the energy work taken care of. And in those sessions, I'm learning more that even though I've done a lot of inner child work, the inner child work still c- creeps up out now and then. And I feel like now more than ever, it's not necessarily creeping up in my relationship with my children or my husband, but it's more of like the relationship as an entrepreneurial journey with my business. Um, and so I'm realizing also that as I share these journal entries with you, um, that my struggle with being a stay-at-home mom really wasn't the stay-at-home mom piece. It was actually that I was trying to heal the trauma that I had in my childhood and with the high school boyfriend. And all of that unhealed trauma was what was actually resulting in the struggles that I was having. Because in the trauma, I learned or took on a lot of meanings about myself and the way that I should be treated. And Growing up, I often didn't feel heard. I didn't feel listened to. And so I think when I was having these fits of rage, screaming like a crazy lunatic and, you know, storming off into my room and yelling and leaving Casey to cry in her room, 
it was really my inner child having a, a, a temper tantrum. So it was like an adult having a kid's temper tantrum. And if you're not familiar with inner child work or you haven't done inner child work, it probably sounds really bizarre and crazy. Um, but I think it was just the culmination of feeling unheard and not, you know, in my mind, I was like, she's not listening to me. She doesn't hear what I'm saying. No one listens to me. No one hears what I'm saying. And I think the straw had, had I had just snapped because I felt that way often growing up as a child. And then I felt that way in the relationship with my high school boyfriend and also in relationships that I had after I left him. But then again, in my teaching career, I often felt unheard and not listened to with my um, building administration, with parents, with coworkers, with the kids. And so I was just, I had really had hit rock bottom. And so um, this was just everything bubbling up to the surface. So I feel as though the reason I struggled, it really wasn't that I was struggling with adjusting to stay at home mom life. In fact, I was really struggling to navigate healing the trauma and parenting two children and showing up in a relationship as an adult for my husband. That's where the struggle was. And so once I started doing the inner child work and I started to heal the wounds, it became much easier for me to show up. And so, um, like I've said before, you know, I was in therapy and the therapist was really good at bringing the issues up to the service, but not so great at healing them. And that's where I'm so grateful for to have the experience of working with a life coach because I can see now reading this entry that I was running a pattern of rage. I'm not a rageful person. It takes a lot to get me to that point. And so then when you do watch out, then I'm not a nice person, but it takes so much to get me there. I really am not a loose cannon and I really don't have a short fuse. And so it was really a pattern of rage because what I was doing is I would completely lose my mind and it would meet my emotional needs. I was significant, which means I felt like I mattered. And then I was certain that I was going to get a reaction from everyone, whether it was a good reaction or not. I was getting a reaction, but it also gave me uncertainty because I didn't know how they were going to react. And then it also allowed me to feel connected, not necessarily loved, but connected because then I could go back and say, you know, I'm so sorry. And then I could connect with other moms like, oh my gosh, you know, when you lose your shit because your kids aren't listening, yada, yada, yada. So it was meeting those primary needs at a very high level, but it was not allowing me to grow or contribute. So, so it was a pattern. And then once I recognized that after working with a coach, I recognized the pattern was there. It was easier for me to interrupt the pattern. So instead of getting to the point where I was going to lose my mind and go completely nutty, I could say to myself, oh my gosh, I'm feeling unheard. I need to remove myself from the situation. Go downstairs, get a drink of water, go into my room, take some deep breaths, gather my thoughts, gain my composure, and then return to the situation. And then in me leaving the situation, it gave Casey a chance because nine times out of ten, our argument was her getting dressed to go pick her sister up from school. And we would then often be running almost late to get Lily from aftercare because it would take Casey forever and a day to decide which tights she was going to wear. So it got to the point where I was like, you don't want to get dressed? You can go pick your sister up in your footed pajamas that you wore for your nap. I really don't care at this, at this point. So it allowed Casey to have some space too to figure out, you know what? I can wear these tights and that's okay. Or I can wear my footed pajamas to pick Lily up from school. I'll just put my shoes on over them and that's okay. But it also allowed me to, to realize that 
I didn't have to fight every single fight or perceived fight that was placed in front of me. I could make the choice. Am I going to fight with Casey about the clothes and completely lose my mind and go into a fit of rage? Or am I going to say, you know what? It doesn't really matter. And I don't want to fight with the, over this with her. So I can compromise and let her have her way. If it means that we get out of the house on time, I don't end up screaming. She doesn't cry. And the dog doesn't hide in the crate. Then it's a win-win situation for everyone. And, and with that, I had, I've talked before about the unrealistic expectations. You know, I was struggling so badly and was so upset that I often felt like I was the only one on the planet to feel this way. So when I saw that, oh my gosh, other people don't have it together too, it was reassuring. And this isn't to say that I want everyone to suffer or have some kind of traumatic experience or be stressed out. It was just reassuring to know that the story that I was telling myself in my head about being stressed out, being overwhelmed, being flawed, being, you know, whatever the case was, an unhappy person, um, it just was reassuring to me because then I, I knew that um, I wasn't abnormal. I, there was nothing wrong with me. You know, it was nice to know that there were other people going through the same thing, maybe not on the level that I was, but just knowing that other people had a tough time too made me feel like I wasn't alone. And that was something that I really, really needed in that moment because I felt so incredibly alone. And I end this journal entry with saying, you know, I'm trying really hard to be the best person I can be in all aspects of my life. And the trouble is I don't know really much about how to accomplish this in a healthy, functional way. I had convinced myself of that because I was struggling so badly and I was so focused on the labels of the trauma of, you know, codependency and childhood emotional neglect and anxiety that when I took those labels away... I didn't know who I was, especially because I left my teaching career and I was struggling with the change in identity around that and becoming a stay-at-home mom. I was probably still struggling with the identity of being a mom, even though at this point I had two kids over the age of three. Um, but in a way, I kind of lost myself when I became a mom because I just poured everything of my being into my girls and also into my marriage. And I stopped taking time for myself. I stopped giving myself permission to, you know, buy things that I liked or do the activities that I liked or really make time for friends or, you know, just spending time by myself. And part of that was because I felt so defective from the labels of codependency, anxiety, and childhood emotional neglect that I allowed those labels to become all-consuming. And if I had really stopped to think, I was putting such an immense amount of pressure on myself to try and heal these wounds that go way back. I mean, these wounds, just the trauma wasn't something that just happened yesterday. I mean, it had been a lifelong journey of trauma starting from my early childhood all the way up until my young adult years of, you know, the age of like 21, 22 is kind of where, where it stopped. And so... I thought in my mind that I was going to heal all of that, you know, at the snap of my fingers and the blink of an eye, and it was all going to go away in overnight, and that just wasn't the truth. And to be quite honest, there are times where I still struggle, where the trauma, the past trauma, the patterns from that creep back in, and I have to catch myself and be like, hold on, is this 
real or is this something I'm telling myself because of the past trauma that I've experienced? And I have to, you know, I have to put myself in check. And sometimes I don't see it still. And my husband will say, hold on, Kim. I don't know if that's the truth or if that's the story that you're telling yourself. And, and when he brings it to my attention, I'm like, oh, yep, I see it now. But I wanted all of this to be done. And I wanted to feel like I was quote unquote normal. But really, I, I was normal because almost everyone has some sort of trauma or um, rough patch in their life. There isn't one person on this planet that doesn't have some little glitch in their history of a painful experience. You know, I tease my husband that he doesn't have trauma, but he had a situation with a girlfriend before we dated that wasn't a healthy experience um, in their relationship, and he made the choice to leave because he didn't like the way that he was being treated. And so that, you know, could impact him. I don't know. Um, he definitely doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve like I do. He's much better at keeping everything contained um, and kind of to himself and, you know, processing it in his own way where I'm pretty much an open book. What you see is what you get. And you know from the minute that you look at me what kind of day it is and because my face says it all. Um, but I was actually accomplishing it in a healthy, functional way. I had awareness of what was going on. I was in the process of accepting it, and I was in the process of trying to change the patterns into something that were more serving for me rather than something that was debilitating. But also, just the fact that I was trying to be the best person that I could be was honestly more than enough, you know, because some people aren't able to pick themselves up after a traumatic experience. And that's okay because everyone processes their pain and hurt in their own way. Um, but just giving ourselves grace to do that and to say, you know what, today I'm doing the best that I can. Is it better than yesterday? No. Is it better than the day before? Yeah. So that's a win. And so really just knowing that each day is going to be different and really just being open to what the day holds is really the key and not putting an immense amount of pressure on yourself like I did to have it all figured out to change everything immediately, but to just see what happens, see where it takes you, see what you learn and use what you learn to then to help you on the next step of the journey. So I really never gave myself enough credit for where I was in that moment and what I was trying to accomplish and the things that I was doing to accomplish it. So if I can leave you with anything today from this episode is just give yourself credit for where you are in the journey and give yourself credit for, for acknowledging that something doesn't feel right and that you want to make a change because that's really the first step of the awareness piece. And the other thing too is that um, really look deep with where the, the, you know, if you're running a pattern of rage like I was or a pattern of, um, you know, sadness or a pattern of procrastination or a pattern of, I don't know, anything that you feel like that isn't serving you, look deep and see where that, you know, see where that lies and, and go from there. And if you have any questions or you need an, a listening ear, just know that I am here and I would love for you to reach out. You can reach out to me on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. You can even reach out to me via email through my website. My website is kinkeen.com and I will get back to you for sure. And um, so I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode today. If you found this helpful and you feel like it might be helpful to a friend, please share it and pass it along. And I hope you'll come back and hang out with me next week. Thanks so much for tuning in.